Hey, Skettlebuds. This week we examine the fading art of debate. What happened to civility? Does anybody have an open mind anymore? And why can't everybody just admit that I'm always right? Hang out with us as we share some contentious experiences and observations. We'll even get all academic-like and peruse a scholarly article on the matter. And finally, a game to determine who can disagree with the most dignity. We also address some towny topics, read a listener email, and talk about when it's time to break up with your gym. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Royal Pizza. More than just pizza, try one of their subs, wraps, pasta, dinners, and salads. And buy Park Street Books. Read, play, unplug. And then why don't you go read some more because it's good for you. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Rick Fink Jr. for another installment of Small Town Scuttlebutt. Didn't you mean, hey guys? Hey hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's a throwback to another show where I talk about how I hate ads on sports radio that start with... Hey guys. Because it's either a boner pill ad or it's about buying some lingerie that your girlfriend or wife is just going to totally love and jump on you for. That's exactly what they want. Skip the flowers and the chocolates get right to the crotchless pants. Let's get down to business. <laughs> well, guys, if uh, Scuttlebuds, my friends, our listeners, I'm glad you're here with us. Liz and I are hanging out in the northeast corner of my basement as per usual every week. And uh, if you're new to the show and just checking in, welcome. Come on in. Have a seat or uh, lay down on the couch or or. I don't know where you might be. Some Sometimes people listen to podcasts as they go to bed. Mm-hmm. Some people like to do that. So we're going to lull you to sleep maybe, but in a, good, in a good way. <laughs> don't use us for your care for an insomnia, please. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up! Uh, hey, this is funny. Liz, you left something here again. I did? Yeah, more clothing. Oh my God. Oh, my sweater. Mm. Oh my God, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Don't read it too much into that, Scuttlebuds. <laughs> Liz and I were doing some filming for a uh, sketch that we wrote, produced, and just got done filming for mm-hmm. our live show. I think it's going to be fun, but uh, I guess apparently clothing did come off during the, <laughs> the recording. That's all we're going to tell you. Yep. That's all we're going to tell you. All right. So how are you, Rick? I'm good. I um, I am, uh, you know what I did this week? I broke up with my gym. <gasps> have, you ever done, have you ever done that? No. Yeah, no. A, you know, I mean, I, it's not like we had a fight. It's just I mm-hmm. just was losing motivation and I wanted to change. Your former gym, I believe, was more like one-on-one training, right? Yeah. So, okay. the, so the, I guess what I, I want to shake up mm-hmm. because I need some when when I'm, I had a uh, personal trainer and I mm-hmm. love him. He's the best personal trainer in the world. But I feel like going into this place, uh, I I need. I feel like a bull in a china shop. You know, when you go in for personal training at 10 in the morning, you're mm-hmm. going to be around a lot of older women, you know, in their yep. 60s. Nothing against the older woman demo. I'm sure a lot of you are listening. However, I want to drop weights. I want to mm-hmm. talk shit across the gym to my trainer. 
and I want to do it without feeling like a bull in a china shop. Got it. So it's more the environment. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, I just feel like I need a little more uh, space to, you know, I want to do some circuit training. I want yep. to be in a group. I'm a little gregarious. Um, and I feel like when you're doing personal training and you're paying, you yes, know, what you're paying, you should be able to have some say on the music. And I've complained <gasps> yeah. about the music. And I, it was a sign the other day they were playing Dust in the Wind by Kansas. Stop it. Yeah. It just kind that of, really I don't know. does not speak to <laughs> motivation at all. All right, give me some, give me yeah. reps. Come on. <laughs> oh, we are just in the wind. So have you officially changed gyms or are you still I looking am, into You know, it's kinda of like when you switch jobs, you give yourself two weeks. Ah! <laughs> you know what? But does is that two weeks gonna turn into three weeks and no, four weeks? No. Nope, okay. Nope. I'm already signed up for, for classes and okay. things. And it gets you into like boxing and mm-hmm. I just want all I have to do is move my body. I'm yep. not and, and prevent muscle atrophy yes. and prevent injuries. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do. I don't, you do start your muscles do start to atrophy after two week a two week break from working out. Does it really? It does. Yeah, that yes. Sucks. I was a uh, physical fitness instructor in college. Well I was gonna say you look like and I know you go what you work out like six times a week? Yes. That's yeah. amazing. So this is a mm-hmm. lifestyle for you. you yeah. You like it, it. I love it. It always it always has been. I mean, admittedly, there were times in my life where it was a, a unhealthy compulsion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I work out, I do yoga or Pilates for 35 minutes, six days a week. It's not like I'm in the, you know, doing two hours of, I'm not killing myself. You know, I'm at a certain point in my life where like, Regular exercise is important for me physically and mentally and all of that. I really enjoy it. I get a lot out of it, and I think it's important to you really, stay healthy. You really enjoy it. I love it. Now, there's, I think, three kinds of people when it comes mm-hmm. to physical fitness. There's you. Mm-hmm. Loves it. It's part of my lifestyle. It's it's my identity, right? Then there's me, the reluctant. Uh, you know, the other thing that I was going to see a personal trainer, but I was I was chronically 10 minutes late, <laughs> like right there. I'm yep. burning up money Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm wasting time. So um, I don't want to go to the gym. I never want to go. I never want to be there. I reluctantly go. I make myself go. And then there's the other person who just doesn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a whole other issue. That Right. Now, when you start to see results, though, does that motivate you? To go more, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, it does, it, it does. But um, I just need to eat better, mm-hmm. you know, which I'm trying to do. But I wish I could find. I, I want to find a, a routine that is engaging and fun. Yep. And I think circuit training will help with that. Um, we'll see, though. You know? Yeah, you just have to find. You also have to have a regular structure. So if you say, all right, when Rosie and Charlie get on the bus, I'm leaving the house, I'm going to the gym, I'm staying for 60 minutes to either do a class, do circuit training, do personal training, whatever. You're home by, you know, what, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, whatever it is, and then you have the rest of your day. Mm, Yeah, that part about structure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have a, a, a fortunate situation in life where uh, I am always busy. I am always doing something. Mm-hmm. However, when someone wants to schedule something with me, I tell them I am 90% flexible. Mm-hmm. The things, I like the fact that I've got a punch list of stuff and I'm kind of steering the ship myself. I'll shift and move things around. The gym workout isn't one of those things and it 
just looks like a freaking iceberg in my in my otherwise perfect day mm-hmm. where I can also with ADD, you know, it's nice to get up and, and move away from a task that you are burning out on or yep. losing interest yep. in. I feel like if you're working on something that you don't want to do, you create stress. Yes. When you work on something that you want to do, that's passion. Mm-hmm. And I like to follow the passion route. But yeah, sometimes you, you're supposed to get stuff done and out of the way in the beginning. I just. Yeah. I bet if you took two weeks and said, all right, as soon as Rosie and Charlie get on the bus uh, every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I'm going to the gym and I'm going for an hour. After two weeks like that, would you would recognize how good you feel mm-hmm. and it would become an automatic, I think. All right, I'm going to write that down as something to check back on because All right, please do. actually, you know, we uh, on this on this show, we like to uh, I'm not saying we're role models by any way and <laughs> and folks don't ever like take what I'm saying as mm-hmm. gospel. Yeah. I mean, they're just my perspectives and Liz has her perspectives and if if nothing else you you can listen uh, on the outside, looking in here and say, here's two people that have things they care about and and um, they've got a podcast that they're putting their passions into. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that. And they're trying. Like, these are some of the themes, right? We right. want to be better people. We're trying to make sense of society. We're trying to uh, do what's best for our life mm-hmm. while we have it. Because yes. everything's fleeting, even ourselves. So. I'm going to try to do that. I think right. we should re... But I need you to be my motivator. Okay. Okay. And Scuttlebutt's at home. Are you a Liz or are you a Rick? <laughs> yeah, let us know. Right. Well, let's go. Let's move on. Let's, All uh, right. Let's get into stuff. So here we go. Townie topics. Let's just go through them. Uh, I'll, I'll call out the first one. Is it a sport? What's this mm-hmm. all about? Okay. So I know a while back, and this predates my time on the show, I believe you and Mike did an episode during the Winter Olympics around figure skating and is mm. it a sport? So, mm-hmm. Which it's not. <laughs> so I read an article yesterday that in the summer 2024 Olympics, which are taking place in Paris, oh, no. they are introducing a handful of new competitive events, Ooh. one of which... Is breakdancing. Get out of town. Where to God. Get out. Yes. I, yep. thought, I thought you were going to say something like cornhole. No. Which I would be like, oh, I saw that coming. Wow. Yeah. Breakdancing. Yep. Okay. Now, I I have a hard time calling it a sport. Mm-hmm. I will say that it certainly requires a certain level of athleticism, endurance, creativity, what have you. So I was curious about your take. <laughs> Well, being an 80s kid. I know. Liz. I mean, I can't wait to see it. I'll be yeah, honest. <laughs> yeah. There's there's going to be some nostalgia. Mm-hmm. A little, little bit of a bias coming from our perspective, our generation, Gen X. Uh, I don't know about you, Liz, mm-hmm. but in my neighborhood, uh, I had my own roll of linoleum. I'd bust <laughs> that shit out. Did you have parachute pants? No, I didn't. Uh-huh. But I did wrap bandanas around my knees. Nice. <laughs> what else did I do? Uh, uh, cardboard. Yes. Some, oh, oh, Ben, your mom bought a washer dryer. <laughs> Sweet. Keep that cardboard. We're gonna we're gonna work on our head spins. Yep. Our head spins. Mm-hmm. What's that? Oh, it's when you stand on your head and spin. Yep. Yeah. That is hilarious. I know. So I, for one, I'm excited to see it. I fall short of calling it a sport, though. So is this going to be? One of those exhibition sports or a legit 
it's entered in. No, entered. Like wow. it's I, from what break, I understand, anyway. Break dancing. Yep. Is, first of all, I didn't know break dancing was a still a thing, and b worldwide. Neither did I. But everything old is new again. Like yeah, there's <laughs> people in Albania. Walking down the street with a ghetto blaster, they just put that on a park bench. But they're still catching up. It's still 1989 there. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so yeah, break dancing is it a sport? Are you gonna score the windmill? How do you do that? I don't know. I, maybe it's like figure skating, where there's like technic. You get the technical piece. You get the creative piece. I, I don't know. I don't mm. know. I can't wait for the American commentators. Who do you think those guys would be? Oh, I don't know. It's gonna be like. Uh, Run DMC, yeah. <laughs> those guys, right? Who else? Maybe Grandmaster yeah. Flash yes. is around. <laughs> yes, yeah. The uh, the Sugar Hill Gang. Yep, yep. They're gonna be there. Oh my god! Yeah, who would like? I guess you'd have you have to get experts in the sport, right, to be yeah. able to accurately yeah. judge it. Yeah, you're gonna get so. these like fifty year old guys mm-hmm. that used to like produce the beats that right. you would. There was really no, it, it was never a competition. It was always. It's just, well, just, I guess maybe there was like breakdancing battles, right? Um, yeah. In Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, when they had to save the community center, I guess. Right. Academy Award winning. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Oh, boy. Well, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to sit back. You know what? There's so many silly sports out mm-hmm. there. We have two man luge. Okay. Right. We have two dudes in the prone position mm-hmm. going down a sled. Yep. It can't get worse than that. <laughs> Ace and Gary, the ambiguously <laughs> gay duo. Up next. Yep. <laughs> so I say bring it on. That's cool. Okay. Uh, the next one, we have cyclists. Now, I have spoken freely about cyclists and how I uh, have a disdain for them. Mm-hmm. And, Same. And I'm saying that with a with a broad stroke, you know. To just lump them all together and say, all you cyclists, all you people with bicycles, adults on bicycles, riding for recreation and health and fitness um, in your $300 skin-tight outfits <laughs> to, you know, knock down the aerodynamic, you know, resistance to get maximum performance. You're annoying. You're yes. annoying. And uh, you're full of yourselves and... Um, Pretty obnoxious. And a lot of these people, I say, who are decked out in these skin-tight, spandexy things looking like they're training for the Tour de France, they're mm-hmm. like 30 pounds overweight, a yeah, lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, hey, you're out there exercising, you're trying to become a better version of yourself, as we said earlier, kudos to you, but I mean, just a regular Hanes t-shirt and a <laughs> pair of shorts is probably sufficient. Here's the deal. I, I don't like the cyclists, and I don't like hypocrites. So, um, are you sitting down, Liz? I am. I'm getting fitted for a road bike today at 1 o'clock. I you got, are. I got one. Well, I know you mountain bike. I mountain bike, yes. and I like to mountain bike because yep. I like nature, and I like staying out of people's way. Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. So, what prompted your desire to get a road bike? Well, I got a phone call from a friend who says, hey, me and a bunch of guys mm-hmm. get together on Sunday mornings for two hours, starting in the spring, and we train for the MS ride, mm-hmm. which is like Falmouth on the Cape. They go down Cape all the way to Providence. Oh, Provincetown. Providence, Provincetown. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you should do it. 
It's really good for you. It's low impact. It's cardio. It's you're in a fat burn zone for a sustained t- amount of time. The weight will come right off because mm-hmm. I was talking about changes and you know. And I said, you know what? Say no more. This this phone call is perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I don't you know I don't know what's going on in the cosmos, but this this call came in right now for a reason. And uh, I thought, you know what? I'll do this. I'll Good do this you. ride because I, like I said before, like, you know, uh, whenever you, I've broken up with a hundred gyms. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, um, it's not a new thing to like want to change the scenery. That's that's why. Like, why did you leave the gym? Was it a bad gym? No, it wasn't a bad gym. I just need a change of scenery. Yep. Uh, I also need change of uh, activity. Yeah. And um, I like to put purpose behind my thing, like. Why am I picking this up and putting it down 10 times? You know, I don't know. I can't really answer that. I guess to look good, tone up, feel better. Uh, why am I pedaling for two hours? Because we're going to be run, we're going to be going in a race. Yeah. And we're going to raise money for multiple sclerosis. And um, yeah, I think I'm that's great. If you have a goal to work toward, then that will motivate you. And if you have a group of people to hold you accountable, that will help too. So yeah. now I would say, are you going to be a total dick on your road bike? Well, let, let me... <laughs> This is where I <laughs> I feel like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be an ambassador for good cycling. Okay. I'm not going to be riding three wide. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be drafting behind somebody. You know, make them do the work. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be wearing uh, sponsored clothing. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend for a second that giant bicycles ink to deal with me. Right. To wear their, their zip up, quarter zip up, and their... They're tight pants. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. So I'll be probably wearing nondescript, light, bright colored yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you see Safety me? First. I hope you see me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. I feel like you can be part of the problem and then work on that problem from within. Mm-hmm. You know, clean up your side of the street. So I want to get on the bike. Uh, and uh, I think that, uh, and also my friends aren't assholes. Like they're good. they're good, responsible bikers. Mm-hmm. They're it's too bad because some people give everyone else a bad name. You right. know, it's it's the jerks that ride three and four wide, and then when you go by them and give them the horn or whatever, and they flick mm-hmm. you off right. or throw a water bottle at you or whatever. I, and look, I'm just telling you guys, mm-hmm. you're gonna get yourselves killed. Someone is gonna be on a cell phone and not give you yeah. the wide berth like I did. So yep. that horn honk was just a little reminder. So well, anyway, it's exciting. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I look forward to hearing about your progress and your uh, efforts to turn these cyclists into more uh, self-aware yep. people. Yep. Excellent. going to be self-policing. <laughs> okay, last one. Towny Topics. Spark outrage. Yes. What so is this all about? A couple weeks ago, listeners, you may have heard the episode where we talked about words and phrases that we should ban from our vocabulary. And since that time, Rick... I have seen the phrase sparks outrage used Mm -hmm. in headlines on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So I am belatedly adding that to our list because I did a Google search for Mm -hmm. the phrase and came up with 167,000 hits for the phrase sparks outrage. No. And let me just read you a handful of headlines Mm -hmm. where this term was used. (laughs) Eminem's new all-female packaging sparks outrage. Celine Dion's exclusion from Rolling Stone's greatest singers list sparks outrage. (laughs) Death of elderly Home Depot worker who tried to stop robbery sparks outrage. 
tourist crashing wedding proposal in viral video sparks outrage. <laughs> Those are not all equal. They are not all equal. No. Stop using that phrase. Yeah. Sparks outrage. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like the word sparks. I do too. But um, you're, you're diluting the term outrage by applying it to both a death of an elderly Home Depot worker and Celine Dion not making Rolling Stones Grace Singers list. Do yeah. you see what I mean? Yeah, or candy packaging. Correct. Candy Those packaging. are not all equal things. Someone lost their life. Yep. But look at this candy packaging I'm eating. I'm outraged. <laughs> well, they want you to be outraged. That's yes. how that's how they get the clicks. I know. Outrage culture. Let's Yep. Why do we do this? This is see, again, this is you and me mm-hmm. trying to make sense of the society right. and the world that we've created for mm-hmm. ourselves. We don't have to be like this. There's no higher power that's descending their outrage upon us saying mm-hmm. we want humanity to be sad and miserable and upset. Right. No, we are doing this to ourselves. And we let powerful institutions like the media get us all riled up, get us riled up. Yep. And so when uh, we come across an article that talks about outrage, first of all, they're egging you on. Exactly. They're, it's it's sort of like uh, we we this is outrage. You got to read this. You're going to get outraged. Yep. Well, ask yourself before you click on it and support it with that hit that they're going to log. Do you feel like getting outraged today? Right. And if the answer to that is no, I've got a shit ton of things to do, mm-hmm. then go start working on that list. Exactly. Chop that list down so you can have a nice lunch without mm-hmm. being stressed out. Yes. Right? Spread positivity, not outrage. Yep. I think that wraps up our townie topics for today. Okay. So speaking of our listeners, mm-hmm. shall we hear from them? Yes. Yes. You got some emails? I do. We've All got, right. I've got one email that I wanted to share. Mm-hmm. With our listeners, and I must have read this email, I think I read it multiple times because it was just so endearing. So, Mm -hmm. this email comes to us from Adam. Hello, Scuttlebutt HQ. Adam here. Stay-at-home father of five girls. Three of which are triplets. No. Yeah. Hey, not all heroes wear capes, Adam. Kudos to you, my friend. (laughs) I'm willing to bet $100 million the three triplets are the youngest. Oh, you don't yeah, have, because you're not going back to the well after you, triplets. You don't have three triplets and say, that's not enough. <laughs> we really knocked it out of the park with these three. Let's keep going. <laughs> Adam Adam and his wife wanted three kids. <sighs> Maybe they only wanted one. No, they had oh, the two three. already. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, okay. They're like, let's go for that third, mm-hmm. and I'll get the vasectomy, and we'll move mm-hmm. on. Bam. You wanted three. Here's three. Yeah, but not all at once. I know. That's a lot of work. That is. I wonder if it so... We can cut this next part out, Scott, if you don't feel it's good. But so it could be a situation like Dan and I had where we wanted two kids. We Mm -hmm. had one. We weren't able to have a second one without some medical intervention. Hey, guess how many kids we have? Three, because I got knocked up with twins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Adam goes on to say, "Let let me start by saying I, too, listen to podcasts while folding laundry. You know what I don't do? I don't fold laundry once a fucking week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. I fold laundry every day, all day. There are no off days. To sum up the point to which I have not explicitly made, but if you have a fucking, oh, sorry, if you have a functioning frontal lobe, you should have picked up on by now. Can we get more than just one hour of small town scuttlebutt a week? Oh, Adam. Yeah, nice. 
I know being a good human and prioritizing fatherly, husbandly duties, managing a major financial corporation while being a mother of three seems to be more important than assisting me in my daily laundry folding, but it's not, goddammit. I stand by the Gen Zers <laughs> and also demand to get what I want for simply existing. Give the stay-at-home fathers and the rest of the scuttlebutts what they want. Kind regards. You both assist in the maintenance of my sanity. And then at the end, he puts in all caps, this with the <laughs> carrot and the exclamation point. That's good. Adam, thank you so much for this lovely note. I hope you're not folding laundry right now as you're listening to this. I hope that you're able to get a nap. And today you are doing the Lord's work, my friend. <laughs> thank yeah, you. Five kids, five girls. Yes. Um, and I know you must have related to that message, Rick, as a stay-at-home dad at one point. Yes, but the... The five kids, I mean, that's more than ha- more than twice as many as I have. Right. And two is a handful. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the triplets thing. That throws me off. Yeah. This guy's white knuckling it. He's like hanging on. He's like, he's crushing it though. Adam, mm-hmm. you're crushing life. The fact that you sat down, crafted that email, told us, first of all, it gives us some validation. Yes. There's actually, there's people Real people. They're not just numbers. I always talk about that, you know. Mm-hmm. You can track who's, like, who's listening only in, in the amount, right? Right. But, but there's a personality behind those numbers. And, and Adam has revealed to us that uh, that's our wheelhouse. That That is. That's that, who we're talking to. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my guy right there. The dude that's, like, just getting by. Yeah. Day to day. Waking up, the buzzer goes off, and he just probably says, shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. I've often said sometimes I feel like a hamster on a wheel where I'm going, going, going all day long, but, like, I'm not getting anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know? So I can relate to how Adam feels to a certain extent. Now, he wants more than an hour of this show. I don't know if we can... See, one thing that we want to do is we've been... The growth has been slow and methodical. Yep. Like we were just saying, hey, we, we kind of got our format down. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 120-something episodes, and we think we, we have that figured out. Um, just from the human capital standpoint, we've settled on Rick and Liz doing the show. Yep. And um, it wasn't always like that either. There's, uh, we're, we're changing up bits. We're trying to get... Now that we have the website and, and more social media and... Who knows where this will go? Maybe, right. maybe. I mean, Liz, let's just be honest. You and I want to, we hope to grow this thing to the point where we have national sponsorship that's yep. paying us up the wazoo or, and or, we get signed with a, um, a, uh, what you, a network. Podcast network, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. You know? And we get to do, you know, a better job on social media, being more engaging and, and I think that will be a great place for us to interact with our listeners more regularly and putting stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So if it's not another episode a week, we're at least sharing content. That's right. So if you guys are like Adam and you want more of this, we can only do that if we have more resources. Mm-hmm. I mean, doing a one hour podcast is time consuming and it involves money. And uh, both of those are scarce resources. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Get out there and share this. Share it with the world, yes, man. Please. <laughs> share it with the world. Okay. Thank you, Adam. That was such a lovely email to read. Let's give Adam some advice. Adam <sighs> Adam needs a hobby. Yes, Adam needs to carve out some time for himself. Mm-hmm. And I know he's probably, if he's listening right now, he's saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. I have five kids. Yep. Every, you know, laundry, house, whatever it is. Bills need to be paid, this, that, and other thing. So, Adam, I challenge you to find one hour a week for yourself, one hour, 
Okay. Because I think that's totally feasible where you, you, even if you just want to go take a nap or you want to binge something stupid on Netflix or you just want to drive around or you want to pick up a new hobby, whatever you want to do, one hour. You hit one of my favorites. I'll share these with Adam. Adam, I like a therapy drive. Mm. And the best time is if, if people in photography will know it as the golden hour. It's the 15 minutes after sunset. It's just the right time of day. Not now because it's winter and it sucks. But in the springtime, in the summer, that time of day, going for a ride, yep. sunroof open, playing some tunes. Mm-hmm. You shut the door. You're you're locked in. There's no one there. Just you and your thoughts. Yep. Go for a ride. Uh, the other thing is read. I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm always reading. and um, Agreed. Reading right before bed. I'll read myself to bed. Dog ear the page. Mm-hmm. Turn out the light. I'm good, but I I'll read for two three hours maybe a, a night. Wow! And yeah, I mean, well, like go to bed like nine thirty ten. <laughs> you know, you're mm-hmm. reading till twelve thirty. Yeah, you know, if it's a good book. Sometimes a book is so good you can't you go to put sleep. It down, yeah. Your heart's racing. Mm-hmm. You know, this car chases crazy. Anyway, <laughs> so Adam, figure that out and uh, check back in yes, with us and I try think. it and let us know. Yes, and also it's uh we're not we don't refer to our listeners as scuttle butts. We refer to them as scuttle buds. 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 B U D S. You're my scuttle bud. You're my bud. You're my scuttle bud, Adam. Larkin's Liquors understands that not everybody needs alcohol to have a good time. So for you teetotalers out there, just like me, the Larkin's brothers are here to satisfy your special requests. For non-alcoholic beverages. And if you're one of those fans of gluten-free and organic products, they've got you covered too. You can take advantage of their running specials on whatever catches your fancy. 20% off six bottles of wine. Also, 10% off a case of microbrew. Sounds good to me. Mix it. Match it. It doesn't matter to the Larkins as long as you're happy. Hey, remember that song, Three Blind Mice? That song was messed up up why were those mice visually impaired anyway and why did they feel compelled to run after the farmer's wife i bet it's because she hid their glasses i'd be mad too if someone did that to me but then she cuts off their tails with a carving knife are you serious where the hell's her husband i mean if your wife is being attacked by rodents you'd think a real man would do something about it right also what's up with all the violence who wrote this children's song jason Voorhees? Don't be like this crazy lady. Just go online and visit apcpest.com. Let's talk about this um, this concept that's going on. It's plaguing the world, mm-hmm. my world. People can't argue with each other without a Donnybrook ensuing. You know, what happened to, like, my favorite co- flavor ice cream is chocolate. Mine's vanilla, you You're son of a stupid. bitch. <laughs> Moron! Oh, hate you, have you! Terrible taste buds. We're not friends anymore. Chocolate—it's the worst. Oh, <laughs> that's how we sound as adults talking about mm-hmm. things. Modeling great behavior for our kids. <laughs> by the that's way, that's right. Also, most of the time, the topic in which you're discussing, you mm-hmm. have no power over. Like, if you think about the Stoics, like Marcus Aurelius or something, they would tell you, if you can't have any effect on the change of this, don't worry about it. Right. Don't worry about it. You are burning calories Mm -hmm. on something that you have no power over. There's nothing you can do. And uh, I feel like a lot of people these days, 
coming out of the COVID and maybe you didn't like the Trump administration and that mm-hmm. got you all squirrely, which rightfully so. Not, not you know, I'm, I wasn't a fan, but yep. I didn't lose my shit about it either. Right. You know, some people, some people do. And some people are doing the same with, with Biden. They can't, like, mm-hmm. they're like this geriatric guy is like, can't string sentences together. Right. Well, like, he's our president. Rah! And Well, okay, you know, but how's your day going? Yeah. <laughs> Are things good? Yeah, people aren't capable anymore of having a debate. Yeah. A debate turns into a disagreement. And the de- definition of debate is a discussion between people in which they express different opinions about something. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in there is it an argument or a disagreement. And now you can disagree with su- with someone without being disagreeable. Mm-hmm. But our society has completely lost the ability to do that. Yeah, it has. And... Uh... To the point I was saying about the politics, it seems to be that seems to be a that's a no go zone. Like yeah. we don't get into it on this show because I want to provide the escapism. Yeah, exactly. Like you, and can, we're not a political show. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we have political views. Yeah. I, I never miss an election. Mm-hmm. I, it's my civic duty to vote, and uh, I've you know my private life. I, I will have a political political conversation. Mm-hmm. But not a political argument. I mean, right. I, I right, used right, right. to in my in my past life. I used mm-hmm. to get into it on Facebook and troll people that were just coming from you know crazy world uh, on extreme left. Yep. You know, and um, then I just realized, what's the point? What am I doing? You're not going to change their mind. It's no. only going to infuriate you, and you yep. have better things to do with your time. Yep. So I grew. I grew personally in that area, and I've moved on. But I, I having been in it mm-hmm. and watching it, and now I observe from afar, I, outside looking in. I have a theory that people that pick politics to be their battleground are are dealing with something internally like they don't they feel maybe they feel powerless. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably some some depression or low self-esteem. Something is fueling your need to shit down someone's neck <laughs> about foreign policy decisions right. in Washington. Right. And uh, feign. uh expert knowledge on things that you just learned reading a wall street journal article that you're now parroting or even worse because Mm -hmm. there's so many blogs websites etc out there that would not fall under the guise of legitimate news sources regardless of what you believe in you will find some and i use this term loosely facts Mm -hmm. to back that up yeah because there's you know, any idiot with an internet connection can start a blog and say that, you know, COVID was started by the government to control us or, what you know, whatever it is. And yep. then you can find, like, look at this news source. Joe Schmo from the backwoods of Indiana says X, Y, Z. Do you know what I mean? Now, there's a keyword or a buzzword for everything. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, there's a word for that. Confirmation bias. Yep. Have you heard yes, that? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yep. yep. One thing I did to get me out of it mm-hmm. is I don't know everything. I don't know enough about this topic, I I know what the media wants me to know, right? You know the same people that write sparks outrage in half right. their articles, and I know um, what I know based on my biases and what I I'm more likely to read, mm-hmm. you know, which is a lot of stuff on the internet. Yes, and uh, I'm going to chalk it up as I don't know right now. There's a um, there's an issue. The United States and Germany are at a uh, an impasse over who's going to bring their tanks over to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And Germany is doubling down. They're like, we're not giving our tiger tanks until you give 
them your Abrams tanks. And the United States is like, these things are way too expensive to maintain. We'll do support in another way. And there will now be people that are going to get into it on <laughs> Facebook somewhere, on Twitter. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, well, you know, the, the Abrams tank, you know, weighs for the... You just looked that shit up eight seconds right. ago. right. And you didn't even let it marinate in your little brain, and now you're going to get on, and now you're going to start talking about Germany, and now they still owe the world for <laughs> for atrocities right. from seventy years ago, and you're going to you're going to drop Nazis somewhere mm-hmm. in this conversation because everything has to come back to Nazis. You got to compare something to the Nazis yes. at all times, right? That's your enemy. They're the Nazis, right? Mm-hmm. You disagree with me? What a Nazi! Well, and I think too, social media gives people this false bravado. Like if you were going to have you know, a a heated debate in person, you would check what's the words that are coming out of your mouth before Mm -hmm. they do, because it's really difficult to look someone in the face and say something nasty. It's not so difficult if you're there with your little keyboard warrior, type, 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 da, 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 you're a piece of shit because you believe this, like, (laughs) you know, and then, and you can also take it one step further and hide your own identity online if you really wanted to be that ultimate internet troll. So you're anonymously calling someone a piece of shit or whatever you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Or even if you're not anonymous, again, you don't have to face the consequences of what you're saying because you're just typing it versus being in person with someone. And then the ultimate, you could either, you can just walk away or you can delete your post or delete your comments and that, then you're shutting down the conversation. Let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. Because I went to a school committee meeting months ago Mm -hmm. about the, the banned books, right? The books that were in the school. I didn't care about what they put in the high school. Mm-hmm. These kids are high school kids. They've, they've seen it all. They're, we can't bubble wrap these kids. Right. But the middle school, kids enter at age 11. Yep. And there was a book in there that's gratuitously describing um, sex acts. I don't care if it's gay or heterosexual, but you're mm-hmm. talking about blowjobs, and you have it's a graphic novel, and there's pictures and my daughter is going to be 11 and she's going to that school next year. And I'm, as a parent, I think I have the right to say something about that, right? Yes. And I did. Now, the problem is the history with this town is we have a school committee that is, I mean, this is my opinion, and it's a popular opinion, but it's very arrogant and mm-hmm. they don't listen. So I felt like being, I don't know, I was powerless. Like, right. I don't matter. You just take my tax dollars and you do whatever the hell you want. And then you get all of your little supporters, all the mean PTO moms. They all mm-hmm. get the memo, and they all come out and vote for you. And you you have control. That's great. Okay, the only thing I can worry about is what am I doing the day after my son graduates high school? Right. <laughs> like, it's not such a serious problem where I need to pack up and move out. It's just, like, I would like some inclusion that they keep preaching, mm-hmm. right? So. The debate was going on long enough, and they're just basically looking down their nose at anyone who's not in agreement with it. So I thought, okay, I'm going to just be a little performative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not here to persuade you because half of you are looking down, doodling pictures in your notepad while I'm talking. And uh, the other the rest of you are saying in your head, I can't wait till you're done talking. <laughs> I can't wait till you're done talking. I can't, like a five-year-old. Right, I right. can see it on your faces. Yeah. So I get up there and I just start saying, hey, you know, this uh, this is ridiculous language for kids to be learning in a book, you know, about sex. I mean, mm-hmm. this is as ridiculous as, you know, the music department teaching the kids the lyrics to... to oh, me so horny. <laughs> yeah, that or I, I, I think I used the, uh, the Cardi B's oh, yes. rap. Yep. I, and I, I said that in a public forum 
into a microphone in front of a video <laughs> camera for all to see. And I went and I sat down. And I said to my friend, did I go too far? Because <laughs> <laughs> I went up there not thinking I was going to go that far. Mm-hmm. But then when I was up there and I was baited by one of the school committee members just doodling in her notepad, you know, and I'm like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm like, maybe this will get your attention. Right. So uh, I don't know what the point of that is at the end of the day. Maybe it's raising awareness. Maybe it's um, if you don't know through words how upset we are, let me show you. Let me yeah. like, what do you do? What do you do when you when you have you should have a say and you don't get a say? Like, I don't know what to do there. Well, that's tricky because, yeah, you're. that's it, a totally different situation where, you know, it's not two people debating a topic. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a group of people who have certain, you know, power, whatever you want to call it, and they're not being influenced by a difference of opinion. They don't have to be, no, right? No. They they can talk amongst themselves and say, this is our consensus, regardless of who comes up here and presents an alternative, alternative point of view, we have already made our decision. We will not be entertaining any alternative points of view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like a system issue. That's not like that's an all. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's that, that not is leadership mm-hmm. by a, by an extreme few, right? Dictating to the rest, and they get the votes because you know they're. Uh, I don't know. They play the game with all these. Yeah, the, the motivated voters are the stay-at-home moms, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of them in an affluent white town right. such as this one. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has a life, and they're right. out doing <laughs> shit, and they're like, "Huh? What? When? Oh." Yo, oh, was that yesterday? Oh, the election was yesterday? Mm-hmm. Like, most people, it's flying under the radar. But these are the same people that are bitching all the time, either in, in public, at at the grocery store, or online, on Facebook. And it's like, yeah, but you know what? You have a vote. And I also... They're from, disengaged. Yeah. They're disenfranchised to the point, which is playing into the oligarchy's right. game, you know? Which, and this is, you know, shame on me. Like, I'm a working mom with three kids. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I don't, if I have quote unquote free time, then I want to use it to do something for myself. I don't want to go to a school committee meeting. Maybe I'm not as informed about things as I should be because I don't have the time to be. Mm-hmm. I inherently trust people who were put into positions to make decisions. Okay, you're qualified to make these decisions. I'm going to trust that because you're in the role that you're in, you have the best interest of our schools and our community at heart. Yeah. Shame on me, I guess. Well, all you need to know, Liz, is. Our school district was number five just a few years ago, mm-hmm. and the people in power have sacked it and brought it down to 51st. Meanwhile, your taxes and attrition mm-hmm. rate have gone up. Yep. That's all you need to know. Yep. So clean it out and move on. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, I have something here from, yes. uh, this is from Psychology Today, mm-hmm. reputable source, right? And it's talking about this, uh, an article written by Stephen Stosny, PhD, anger in the age of entitlement, not enlightenment. That would be a nice thing. I'd love to live around the age of enlightenment. This is the age of entitlement. Uh, he talks about, uh, let's see, discussions turn into arguments when Disagreement feels like rejection. Okay. Maybe that was a little bit of what I was doing, that performative Mm -hmm. art. (laughs) Getting up on stage there. Uh, And there's an expectation of disrespect. Mm -hmm. Again, when I'm 
speaking to a panel of elected officials and they're all nose down doodling in the right. notepads claiming to be taking notes even though that this is being recorded on video so you yeah. you have your live <laughs> notes right here mm -hmm. also i tell them like here's my bullet points i will give them to you so you don't need to keep taking those notes and they keep doing what they do which is <laughs> lie <laughs> <laughs> Arguments turn into discussions when each partner recognizes that, one, they don't want to devalue each other. That's a nice idea. That's huge. Uh, two, anger and resentment are inherently devaluing. And three, their connection is more important than their disagreement. Yes. And I think that's huge. I saw this article recently, and I didn't read the whole thing, but it was all about having really like deep personal human connections mm -hmm. is fuels happiness, right? So, and I think obviously one of the ways people connect with each other is having meaningful discussions. Yep. That doesn't mean you have to agree with everything someone says to you, but you can have this engaging conversation, a healthy debate and be respectful and not come at it like you're wrong, you're insert whatever, type label you mm -hmm, want mm -hmm. um, just because you disagree with me. You know, I think having really intellectual and engaging conversations fuels people's minds and their spirits. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I also feel to add to that. Um, I love the mantra, attack the argument, not the person. Yes. That is like the golden rule mm -hmm. in debating. Yep. And I feel like everybody is getting a label attached mm -hmm. to them. Which devalues that person. Right. It undermines them. That makes them feel powerless. You just called me a Nazi. Right. You called me a Nazi because right. I didn't like what they're serving at school on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. But that is, they're not providing a fact-based, logical perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I watched a couple of documentaries. One actually just last night and the other one was like from a year ago that I think kind of highlights this this topic. Did, did you watch these? Because of this episode that we were doing? No. You just did it out I just, of... Yeah. Just, so one one I watched like a year ago. And it would have been cooler, by the me. way, if you said yes, I know. Rick, but I, it was just happy. It was happy timing. Um, happy timing. Happy timing. <laughs> <laughs> so the one I watched last night, it's called This Place Rules. And it um, was created by this 25-year-old documentarian who, if you Google him, is currently um, involved in some sexual misconduct, but just... We're going to put that to the side right now. Hey, guys. And focus, hey, guys. <laughs> and focus on the documentary. So he lives out of an RV, mm -hmm. and he's driving all over the country in the days leading up to the 2020 presidential election. And the documentary started from right before the election and ended on January 6th with footage of the insurrection at the Capitol. Yep. He went to places like New York, Philly, Atlanta, D.C., etc., to basically film and interview people who were protesting the election on, on both sides, the results, right? So there were, you know, the Proud Boys were there, Antifa was there, QAnon was there. And in almost every single place he visited, there were just people on one side of a barricade and the other side of the barricade screaming at each other with megaphones. Yeah. Screaming. Right. And vile things. Not There was not one fact thrown out there was not one you know i disagree with your point of view it was you're a, a fascist you're a racist you're a you're an animal you're a vile da, 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 screaming at each other there's no way these people could even hurt hear one word the other one was saying so there are no uh one-offs like hey you know what 
I'd like to hear more about how I'm a fascist. Let's go have a debate. And then they come out with oh, no. their minds are changing. Like, no, I mean, these people were practically foaming right. at the mouth. Yeah. They were so worked up. I love the fact that we have the freedom to assemble in this country. Same. But be productive. I mean, right. this just looks like we're teeing up a... Um, a fight, like, you know, a physical, I mean, it, was, it, it actually turned into an yeah, insurrection. It was know? a verbal version of like a backyard brawl, you know, it was just nothing meaningful came out of it. It, it, it was really highlighted the divisiveness of our country. Because again, this wasn't just in one place. This was in multiple cities across the country. So it was really interesting. It was only like an hour and 20 minutes. I would encourage you to check it out. There's just a couple things, guys, if you want to look into how to have a better conversation, we can all be better mm -hmm. at a debate. And um, there's a thing I was saying to Liz when we were trying to like prep for the show and like things to talk about. I asked uh, how familiar you familiar are you with logical fallacies and uh you didn't know them by the name logical right. fallacies but we've heard them all and here's just a couple of them straw man argument slippery slope uh loaded question ad hominem false cause bandwagon begging the question black or white these are all tactics that people use to make their argument and they're severely flawed they are logical fallacies mm -hmm. You can have fun with them. In fact, uh, if you go down the rabbit hole on these things, you can find a lot of clips of Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld loved them. <laughs> like uh, half the jokes that, really? that they came up with were just terrible arguments. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and just, you know, with a little hyperbole, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Like throw Kramer into the mix and it makes it even funnier, right? right? So uh, I just wanted to point that out. And, and, um, you know, just for the sake of time, sorry, Adam, we, we can't keep talking all day long. So we're going to have to <laughs> move on to our closing part, which was uh, a game, mm -hmm. Liz, that you and I can play. And that game, we just made it up. It's called I Bet You'll Disagree With This. Mm -hmm. So we'll go back and forth and we'll make a declarative statement that we think the other person will disagree with. Because we always agree on. A I lot. know. It's this like was, we, yeah, this was tricky. Yeah, it was. Well, <laughs> I said the homework, Liz, was let's come up with three. Mm -hmm. And I came up with one. I could only come up with one. <laughs> and I was really struggling. I know. Okay. So why don't you go first? Sure. Hit me up with something you think I'm going to disagree okay. with. And then we'll spend like just a minute going back and forth. On All right. It, without fighting. Or maybe we'll fight. Maybe this will oh, end God. badly. This will be the last episode. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think you're going to disagree with this, that mm -hmm. prostitution should be legalized. Ooh, you you think... I went heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Vegas in March, oh, too. <laughs> I am. By myself. Oh. Um, podcast, podcast convention. Yes. You're trying to get better. That'll yeah. be exciting. Okay. Not for the prostitutes, <laughs> which is legal. That's why I brought yes. this up. Uh, you think prostitution should be legal. I do. I do not. I do disagree with that. Okay. Well, now, now, my my first approach is mm -hmm. let me understand where you're coming from. Sure. Liz. And I just set aside. I want to set aside whatever would have led a woman to decide to sell her body. Okay. Like that's mm -hmm. a whole separate other conversation. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it should be legalized because it would reduce things like human trafficking and violence against women. Mm -hmm. If it was a like legitimized um, occupation, they would have access to healthcare and safer work environments and minimum wage. There would be regulations around safe sex and testing for STDs. Uh, it would save law enforcement resources and, you know, they would pay taxes on their wages. So, hey, the government will get their piece too. Okay. 
I disagree with all of that. <laughs> I still think you're going to have hookers on Hunts Point hanging out at 2 in the morning in the Bronx. Just saying. And they're going to be not getting any of those benefits. They're still going to be uh, bad ki- kids from bad homes getting pulled by the pimp to come on out. And I don't think there's going to be much care about the the health of the kid or the well-being of the kid. I still think it's a commodity sex is selling. Mm-hmm. So um, we are going to find our workers wherever and however we can. You know, we drug them on spring break, kidnap them and or whatever the hell happens. This is a horror story. Right. Great topic, Liz. <laughs> so, so much for keeping the show late. I was hard. It was really hard to find something that you would disagree with. And so I had to go big. (laughs) Now, the other thing is, uh, I'll harken back to what I say earlier is I don't know enough about the stuff to like, I don't don't like it just morally. I don't, I don't think it should be legal. I think there's a million reasons to uh, save and protect these girls from having to reduce themselves to, uh, you say selling their body. I'd say it's renting their body even even, I don't mm-hmm. know, it's just, the whole the whole idea is just horrible. Well, right? I agree with you on that part. You know, that's why I kind of wanted to set aside, like, what would lead someone to make the decision that this is going to be their occupation? Because there's a whole host of things that happened to them that led up to them making a decision, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, so we could make a whole argument that we should have better mental health resources and protection for whatever. That's yeah. a whole other argument. Yeah. So I do agree with, with yeah. you there. The other thing is I was reading about um, these, uh, you know, these wannabe actresses in Hollywood Mm -hmm. and they're resorting to this being call girls, Mm -hmm. you know, to make ends meet and stuff like that. Yeah, they can make a lot of money. They don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. And uh, I feel like maybe we should as a society look for other opportunities for women to say because. It's if you want equality, if you want to push back with this Me Too stuff and, mm-hmm. and women are are like you, making it legal to objectify women is is, uh, I think, a reflection of the state of our society. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good one. And that'll be my closing argument there. Have I changed your mind? No, I still <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I would want to I, as you pointed out, prostitution is legal mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Yep. I guess I would want to look back on because there was a time when it wasn't. I don't know what that time was, to be honest. And this is where we get into the we have to do better fact checking. Yep. How how have things evolved? So all the things that I pointed out, like law enforcement resources and women being safer, blah, 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 blah. Has that come to fruition since it became legalized? I guess I would want to know a little bit more because that you could look at that as like a little case study. Okay, interesting. So. Yeah, I mean, it's the world's oldest profession, right. as they say, right? You can mm-hmm. never get rid of it, so maybe you regulate it or whatever. Yeah, all okay. right. Uh, my daughter is taking Chinese, foreign language, Chinese. Mm-hmm. I um, I don't know why. <laughs> I find taking Chinese, offering Chinese is, is sounds cool and trendy, Mandarin. Agreed. My daughter's in fifth grade. And she's in her, what, second year of Mandarin. And she's looking forward to a trip to China in high school, which she's probably not going to be going on. <laughs> oh, you're going to stop off at Russia, too, while you're there? Maybe North <laughs> Korea? Like, I just feel like there's going to be geopolitical situations that are going to make me say, yeah, I don't right. know about that. And um, But anyway, they're selling that. Like, 
we're going to go to China. And I'm like, it'd be great if you could, but I don't, I'm not, I need a little more. I need a parent information night on yes. this one. Yeah. This is a big field trip. This is a big ask. But anyway, it's not that I have a problem with learning Chinese. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a value add. Wow. Our school district is so great. Like we're teaching Chinese, mm -hmm. but don't put the cart before the horse. I feel like you can't teach the Chinese if you're not offering Latin in your foreign language studies. Completely disagree. Okay. Latin Good. is a dead language. Yeah, it is. It's not spoken anywhere unless you go to mass in Rome or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think that they deliver they, they deliver mass in Latin over in Italy. Right. Uh, or the Vatican anyway. Um so yeah, I don't I think that you're comparing apples and oranges. Oh, you think so, Liz? I do. Okay. Because if Rosie, let's say she sticks with Mandarin mm -hmm. and she she can get a seal of like fluency or something like that in, in high school where she becomes fluent in Mandarin, that will probably look really good on a college application. Let's say she wants to go to school for business like that, I think would look really good. Mm -hmm. If she's fluent in Latin, I think they'd be like, that is not a skill set. Thank you, but no, thank you. Okay, I couldn't <laughs> disagree with you more. This is awesome. <laughs> It's awesome. In fact, in fact, I got out my pencil because there's a couple of things, some some flags that went up. Some, okay. Some f flaws, if you will, oh. in your argument. Yes. Did, oh God, did I use a logical fallacy? No, no, okay. no, no. I think I think you based, you know, your your logic was sound. Okay. I just don't agree with it. I have Fantastic. A, I have an alternative viewpoint. Okay. I won't even call it divergent. That sounds. First of all, it's become a cliche, right? Yes. Also, I feel like there's a negative connotation to divergent viewpoint. Like, mm. I have an alternative yes. ideology. Yes, Latin is a dead language. Okay. However. English is a Germanic-based language with heavy Latin influence. I want my kid to have an incredible vocabulary. By taking Latin, they're probably going to add upwards of five to 10,000 words to their lexicon. I heard a kid the other day talking about not wanting to have a menti B. You a what? Know, a menti B. This is how they talk. That's oh. short for mental breakdown. Oh, geez, Louise. Yeah. I laughed so hard. <laughs> oh, my God. I laughed so hard for the wrong reason. Yes. It was a stand-up comic talking about it, and I was not laughing at the punchline. I was laughing at the fact that they said Menti B, oh and I God. said to the person next to me, is that a mental breakdown? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. It's bad. We talk in, in abbreviations. Yes. W what's the sitch? Just give me the deets, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. We're getting really lazy and complacent. I feel like if we went back a little bit, how is my kid going to get out in the real world and carpe diem if they don't even know what that means? That's my point. Also, from this whole, the other, I feel like it's a weak argument to say, yeah, but business, blah, blah, blah. English is the international language of business. Everyone in China that is going to get to the point in, they're not going to be working in the factories, making my whoopee cushions, <laughs> right? They're going to be taking over the world, right? Because they're at sea level. So, yeah, mm -hmm. they all know English. They all can speak English. That's the language. That's 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 one of the the benefits. And I'm not being so America-centric and, <laughs> you know, being an asshole like we're elitist. I'm just saying that's the way it is. So Chinese is cool. It's nice. But I feel like my kid is going to benefit more in real-world application by having a strong latin foundation okay i can't really refute your argument because i don't have anything that would say oh 
I read all, I read all these case studies that said Latin didn't do anything for anyone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I I can't refute your argument because I don't have a fact based rebuttal. Mm-hmm. I can only say I don't know. We'll have to. I guess we'll have to see. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not, I don't. I'm not coming at this strongly disagreeing with you because I really don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, again, it's uh, and neither do I. Yeah. You know, I I took Spanish. And I learned. I took French. And I looked. I learned more about Spanish in the summer dating my girlfriend Blanca. Mm, Blanca, <laughs> I remember. Hey Blanca, if you're listening. <laughs> Blanca from Madrid. Mm-hmm. Like I was motivated. I was right. in love with her. Right. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna marry this girl. Yep. I'm a junior in high school, and I'm calling it yeah. now. <laughs> She's the greatest thing in the world. Mm. And uh, I learned so much. Yeah. I mean, I got beyond. I'm sure, you polite. did. <laughs> Uh, but I took two years of Spanish and I looked down my nose at Latin and I always mm-hmm. said to my friends, why are you taking Latin? But they were also the smartest kids oh, and their okay. SAT scores on verbal. Yeah. Crushed, yep. crushed me. My Spanish. I could see that. My Spanish had no influence mm-hmm. in that. And, and, and uh, when did I ever use Spanish in, in the real world? This is, this is true. Uh, bought marijuana in the Dominican Republic. Oh my God. I used my Spanish. There was a language barrier, and my Spanish was better than their English, and I got my point across using Spanish. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yep. So there we go. Thank you, Robl- Mrs. Robleski from ninth grade <laughs> Spanish. I-, I bought a bag of weed at a destination wedding in the Dominican. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, though? That was two arguments that we mm-hmm. had we disagreed on i thought that was fun i, I did too it's almost like a, a bit we should keep and it was, i have to say it was it was hard to come up with something i thought we would disagree on mm-hmm. um but i'm glad we found something i think and we have I, a new reoccurring bit yes agree to disagree mm-hmm. I like and it. then uh who, but we each scored a point we each mm-hmm. found something we knew the other person would disagree yes. with and i won both arguments so <laughs> <laughs> I got to brush up on my debate skills. That's right. All right. Well, I know you got to go and I got to go get fitted for a bicycle. Mm-hmm. So uh, why don't you uh, close it up for us? Sure. All right, Scuttlebuds. So you may or may not be aware, but in order for more people to find this podcast, we need people to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. So if you please like what you hear, it would be great if you could do that for us so other people can find us. As always, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Small Town Scuttlebutt, on Twitter at Scuttle Rebuttal, and hit us up with an email um, at smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Oh, Rick's reminding me, please rate on Apple. Yeah, it's something <laughs> to do with algorithms. It bumps up stuff in yes. searches and whatnot. <laughs> Thank you, Scuttlebutt. See you next week. Delivering a weekly podcast takes time and money. We make the time, and we need to make the money, too. That's where our sponsors come in. If you like the show, please lend your support to the businesses that support us. Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, APC Pest and Termite Control, Mario's Lawn Care, Royal Pizza, Smear Campaign, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, and Mike Page Studios.